Hey there, it's Matt, uh, your friendly neighborhood student pastor uh, here at Watson Baptist Church located in Watson, Louisiana. Welcome to Wednesday night, whenever, you know, the podcast that brings you inside our student ministry here. And I'm um, so glad you could you could join us. Um, you know, as it's it's another week, it's been crazy. <laughs> it's been crazy around here. Um, and I kind of detail it, you know, in, in the lesson. But it's, yeah, it's just been a, a crazy week, crazy weekend. But so glad that we could kind of get back to a little bit of normalcy this week and have a normal gathering and, and teaching. But um, but this week, it's all about what it means to not be, not just be a, a moral compass uh, in your life, to be more than a moral compass, you know. And so we get into really what that means and what that looks like in the life of a believer. But you know, we're gonna, I'm going to go ahead and just stop talking and we're going to go ahead and rewind it back to Wednesday night. Well, thank you so much. Um, welcome back to tonight. Uh, I'm so glad. I'm, I am glad. I'm glad all of y'all are here. Uh, man, man, it has been, it's been so crazy, right? Like it's, it's been just, just really, really crazy around here. Um, you know, I, like I said earlier, y'all were winding down toward the, the end of school. It's all good. Y'all are winding down toward the end of the school year. And uh, I was at the high school today and just walking the halls, you know, because it was the last day of FCA today, which was, which was sad. But just walking the halls, there just felt like this restless energy that was going on. Everybody was like, you could feel everybody was just getting ready for, for the end of school. And it's just crazy. It's weird. You see their eyes. Yeah, everybody's got crazy eyes like cats, like feral like feral cats. Um, right. Everybody's like tired and restless and weird. Feral. But uh, it's also been crazy here at our church. You know, last week we were knee deep in yard sale stuff. Remember this whole, this whole place was just filled with stuff. And then we had to like meet in a whole other area, um, but we still had Q and A. We had Madison, which was great. She was awesome. Um, and if you, by the way, if you weren't here last week, I know most of y'all were, but if you weren't, um, you know that that Q and A is is now on the podcast, and so you can you can catch it there. But she's gonna be back. She said she's gonna come back and, and sing for us and play some of her, her original songs. So I'm excited about that. But uh, but hey, and then you know to add with the craziness, the yard sale happened. It is it has happened. It happened Saturday. And it was just, it was just crazy. I, I, you know, once again, I just want to thank everybody who, who pitched in, who helped, who was here all day from like 5.30 onward. I mean, it was, it was my, my whole, I felt like my body, my body, my body felt like I was in a car wreck. Like I felt like I was in a car wreck the first half of this week. I was just sore. Um, but I think I've recovered, but, but just thank y'all so much for, for helping everybody that did and was able to. I'm proud of y'all. Um, but it's just been crazy, right? It's been crazy around here, but that's a good thing, you know, because it, it's all—it's all been good. Um, but speaking speaking of a little crazy, you know, our world is is a little crazy, isn't it? It is full of crazy things that happen, and uh, sometimes, sometimes I, I don't know why but I do, I do this. I look up weird news from around the world, like I, I go along and I go online and I, I Google like weird news stories around the world. You know, just because I think it's it's so fascinating. You know, it's so fascinating. But you know, maybe I'm weird. I don't know, or maybe like a bit of both. But um, but I'm going to share this with. Did you did you hear this? Said a bus driver in Michigan fainted at the wheel. Then a seventh grader took control. Isn't that crazy? I'm going to read it. It says seventh grader in Michigan is being heralded a hero after he safely stopped his school bus after the driver passed out. At 2.59 p.m. local time on Wednesday, a driver for Warren Consolidated Schools called the transportation base to let them know that she was feeling dizzy and needed to pull the bus over. 
As she slowed the bus down in preparation to stop, she lost consciousness, and the bus was still moving. Then, Dylan Reeves, sitting about five rows back, sprang into action. He threw his backpack down, ran to the front of the bus, grabbed the steering wheel, and slowly applied the brakes before the bus, uh, before the bus could veer into oncoming traffic. Once the bus was stopped, Dylan yelled to his classmates, Someone call 911 now. I mean, how crazy is this? That's pretty crazy. You know, I think they should just go ahead and give him his license. Don't you? You know? Or how, how ironic would it be, like, in a, um, you know, later on when he's taking his driving test and he fails it? How ironic would that be? And, but, but then he just, like, slowly, he takes out the news article from, like, four years ago. And they're like, okay, fine. You know? Um, but where did this kid learn to drive? Well, it says here, Steve Reeves, Dylan's father, said his son has often ridden on his lap while he drives and has driven golf carts in the past. So that's pretty cool. Um, I read a Reeves, Dylan's mom said, Dylan, he's really been a, a great guy this year. He's come a long way. He's surprised us with great grades and his performances at school with friends, with peers. And to do something like this just fills my heart. It makes my heart skip a beat to even watch that video. So Steve and I read a Reeves who are, um, who are a health and safety supervisor and community nurse respectively said, Dylan wants to be a police officer or a professional hockey player. The school board will hold a uh, commendation ceremony for Dylan soon. Um, they said, and, and, at, uh, and at home, Steve Reeves said he will take Dylan for ice cream and for and a weekend at the family's camper. Says, I don't know that it could have gone any better. And when you have an anchor like Dylan taking care of, of business on the bus, it really and truly was a good day for us. What a great story. Isn't that great? Isn't that great story? It's crazy, right? A crazy thing, but it's so great. And so you've got you've got this crazy but heartwarming story, and then and then you've got you've got not so great, crazy stories happening in our world like this. Uh, you may have heard about this recently. Bride killed, groom injured when alleged drunk driver slams into golf cart. Eric has lost the love of his life. Minutes, hours, I think hours after after the wedding, you know. Um, and, and to be honest, you know, I could probably I could probably find more. Um, like this one and less like the story of Dylan the hero you know because you know and when, when I read awful stories like this I just can't help but ask the question you know where were where was this person's friends you know our loved ones that could say to them hey hey maybe you shouldn't get drunk and get behind the wheel of a vehicle or maybe you shouldn't get drunk period you know where was this person's you know friends at where was the where was the loved ones there um story, story time so so um you know by the way that was me not the drunk driver but that was me the voice of the voice of reason you know, that friend that would tell my other friends, hey, you shouldn't be doing that. Um, and and I was, I, by the way, I wasn't always perfect at this, but I tried, right? You know, I tried to be the moral compass of, of my friend group because, you know, as, as teenagers or young, you know, even up until you know, 18, 19, 20, you know, doing dumb stuff was, was a regular occurrence. And so I would be the one to say, hey, this is too far, you know, and. And though, like I said, I wasn't always perfect at this, but I always kind of tried to, to be that. And um, it was hard. It was a hard. It was a hard thing to do. It was a hard thing to be. Um, what, so, so think about that. Now think about your own kind of, your own life, your own group of friends. What would you be classified in, 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 you know, as in, in your group of friends? Would you be considered the moral compass or, or the voice of reason? You know, the one that always says, hey, guys, you know, we really, we really shouldn't be doing this. You know, we really shouldn't be trying to throw glass bottles at road signs. 
Or, you know, or this isn't a good idea. You know, we probably shouldn't make a bomb and, and put it off in the cow field. You know, this isn't right. I, I feel like no. those are personal stories. Um, uh, please, Beth. So are you, are you instigating, are you the one instigating or, you know, the wrongdoing? Or are you considered the troublemaker? Or maybe you're just a follower, you know, the one following the bad examples, you know, not leading or trying to talk anyone out of doing certain things. Maybe you're just doing what everybody else is doing. So maybe, maybe, you know, so what do you classify as in your group of friends? But I'm here to tell you today, you know, even if you consider yourself the moral compass of the group, the Christian in your group of friends, you know, that doesn't mean that you still won't be tempted to, to do the things that you know you shouldn't be doing. You know, I was always tempted to do the things, right? You know, you might, you, you might be, be good at say, saying no, but sometimes that curiosity is going to come calling. You know, is it really that bad? You know, they're 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 fine, and they're and you know, and they're and they're doing it, so it can't be that bad, right? You know, maybe just this one time, maybe just this one time, and that one time is all it takes. If you have your Bibles, you can turn to Second uh, Timothy. Second Timothy. Sir, uh, I think we're starting off in 2 Timothy chapter 2. That's where we're going to be. So you can turn there. Um, 2 Timothy, by the way, it's kind of a moody book. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a second letter written to, to Timothy by, by Paul. And it was written somewhere around 66, 67 AD, the, the time of the no, notorious Emperor Nero. And by this time, Christianity had grown from just like a small, small group into like a major force with a thousand converts. Over with, with many, actually many thousands of converts. And so Nero sees this new religion as, as an easy target to come against. And so you know, he, he ends up putting Paul in prison. He imprisons, he imprisons Paul, and, uh, and there he faces some pretty harsh treatment around this time. And, uh, and they keep him in chains. They keep him in this cold dungeon, you know, and nobody can, fi- no, nobody can find him. So he's, he's kept away from, from his friends, from his brothers and sisters in Christ. And, and so his spirits are not, not so great, and he feels abandoned. So it's kind of, this is kind of reads kind of a moody book, but it's lined with hope and encouragement. And, it, and it's centered, and it's, and it's directed to this young, young Timothy here. And it's almost like Paul senses, hey, you know, he senses the end is getting, close, getting closer and closer for him. So, it, you know, it's time to pass the torch. You know, I went to uh, my son Dylan. You know, he's, he's young. He's eight. He had his first track meet ever yesterday. We got to go see him run. He ran the 200 meter relay, and um, and so he was it was he was so cute, you know, because he's like one of the shortest ones out there. But you know, he gave it his all, and he did what he needed to do, and he passed that baton, you know, when he got to his teammate. I thought he was going to drop it, but he passed it. He passed it clearly. And so and so like like that, you know, Paul Paul's he's it's almost like he's passing that baton here to the next person. He's trying to get Timothy built up in the faith and encouraged so that he can. So that he can take it and run with it, you know, kind of like what happens at the Olympics, you know, or, or when a new president's elected, or this is cool when an esteemed orchestra leader steps down, you know, he passes that baton to 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 his successor. Um, but but usually the one stepping down gives like this emotional speech, um, you know, saying that their work is finished and now it, it's time to go and it's time to leave the legacy and pass the torch, right? Um, you know, just like, just like some of, some of you will do as, as this, you know, as, as you seniors go off, you know, you know, at the, as you, as you go in your commencement, you know, there'll be speeches done basically for that, for that reason, you know, to say, Hey, I'm passing the torch now. It's, it's the next class's turn, right? 
Um, you know, and, and same thing for you seniors. You're going to leave a legacy here in, in, in the youth group, right? Um, but as we, as we look at Scripture today, I want to ask yourself, ask yourself, what is your legacy going to be? You know, when you're, when you're gone, I'm not saying when you're dead, but maybe, you know, that's something that we would also need to consider as well. You know, what's going to, what, what, what kind of life are we leaving? Um, but as, as you get older and as some of you depart the youth group this year or next year or the year after, what, you know, what, what do you want your legacy to be? You know, that's something to consider. You know, Paul, I'm sure he was asking himself this question as he knew that his, his death was imminent, probably, that it was near. And so he chose to pass the torch to Timothy. And at first glance here, you know, Timothy hardly seemed like an adequate replacement. He was shy. You know, he was young. He was, he was timid. But, but he and Paul had this strong friendship. And, 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 he, and he relied on Timothy during this, this tough time. Um, you know, Timothy, he's just this young Christian guy. You know, he's this young Christian, Christian, Christian guy. You know, he's like a lot of y'all. Just, just this, this young guy who's, who's, who's um, you know, been equipped by God to do this. Um, you know, going through the same types of struggles that you're going through. And Paul knew the struggles and the temptations that were out there. You know, even though the technology has advanced today, sin is still sin no matter the mask that it puts on. No, no matter if it's if it's the the on the roll of a papyrus or an iPhone, sin is still sin, and we all struggle with it. And Timothy, you know, Timothy was a good guy, and, and probably he was probably a moral compass for his own friends. But you know, he still needed Paul to come in and remind him how to live, and that's what we're looking at today. So read with me in Second Timothy chapter two. Now look at verses twenty-two to twenty-six. It says, "Flee from youthful passions and pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace." along with those who call on the Lord from a pure heart. But reject foolish and ignorant disputes, because you know that they breed quarrels. The Lord's servant must not quarrel, but must be gentle to everyone, able to teach and, and, uh, and patient, instructing his opponents with gentleness. Perhaps God will grant them repentance, leading them to the knowledge of the truth. Then they may come to their senses and escape the trap of the devil who is taking them captive to do his will. And so Paul, Paul is, is telling Timothy here, hey, you know, you know flee from those things that, that are seen as sinful. Flee from, flee from the bad things. Literally run. Get away from them. You know, run from things that you know are, be- are, are bad. And instead of run, run to things that are good, run, run to the godly things. Seek after the things of, of God instead. And, and um, you know, seek after faith, right? Grow in your faith. Seek after, after the things that help you grow in faith. Seek, seek after the things of, of love, you know, seek to love people, you know, seek after the love of others, you know, seek peace, right? These things give, give you peace, by the way, but pursue those things instead of the evil ways of this world. I think that's some pretty good advice. What do you think? Pretty good advice? Because, you know, but Paul, Paul knows that, that, that when you're young, you know, when you're in your youth, the world's going to come in and try to sway you one way or another. I mean, we see that, that that's clearly evident today as well. You know, the, the world will come in and will try to tell you all the, all the wrong ways to find love. Hey, all you got to do is swipe. You know, all you got to do is, is download, download Tinder, right? And, and just swipe until you find somebody to love that will love you. Or, hey, you know, just, just go out, you know, go find love in a bar. You know, go, go, go find love, you know, somewhere else. The world's going to tell you all the, all the wrong ways to, to find love. Uh, to find to find peace, right? Oh, if you know, you want peace? Just make a lot of money, and then you're you're gonna have peace of mind, right? Or faith, you know, the world is gonna tell you all the wrong ways, you know, all the wrong things to have faith in. Oh, just have just have faith in, in this person, that person, you know. Put your faith in in Buddha. Put your faith in 
and in and, and yourself. Oh, just have all you gotta do is have faith in yourself. You'll never steal yourself wrong. But Paul is reminding him, run from the evil ways, run, run from the worldly things, the evil desires, and run to the right things, the, the godly things. And then he tells him, and I love this, you know, to, to not have anything to do with foolish and stupid arguments because they lead to fights. I love it. He gets pretty blunt here with him. I mean, it, it, it's, like he, it's like Paul is on Facebook. You know, it's like he's on Watson Rants and Raves. It, it's like he's in our circle of friends. I mean, if everybody listened to this advice, like Black Friday probably wouldn't exist. This is good advice. It really is. I, I, I'm going I'm I'm to just want to re- reread this. It says, you know, um, verse 23 through 26 says, Perhaps God will grant them repentance, leading to them to the knowledge of the truth, that they may come to their senses and escape the trap of the devil who has taken them captive to do his will. So, but so before that, it says to, to reject foolish and ignorant disputes because that you know they breed quarrels. You know, that means that, that we are to resist petty squabbles and arguments. You know the ones. You could probably think of one that you had today. You know, I know I can think of one I had yesterday. But the ones that just, the, the ones where you're just out to prove why you're right. You ever have those? You ever have just pick arguments with somebody just simply because you want them to know that you're right and they're wrong? Yeah. You know, just to prove your point. You know, the ones, by the way, the, are the ones that happen for the sake of hurting the other person? Or, or the ones that happen just because you want to argue? Yeah, res, Paul said, resist those. You know, resist those because what flows from that, it's not good or godly. You know, it's conflict for conflict's sake. It's fighting just a fight which never glorifies God. So what, what should we do as God's ambassadors? You know, what, what should we be doing? It says, the Lord's servant must not quarrel but must be gentle to everybody, able to teach, and patient, instructing his opponents with gentleness. So practice patience. That's one of the ones I hear, you know, we always hear, you know, nine times out of ten on a Q&A Wednesday, I ask people, hey, what has God been teaching you lately? Patience. Why is that? It's because we need it. It's because we're, we're commanded to treat each other patiently, to have patience, but that is one thing our world is solely lacking because we are, you know, the kings of instant gratification. You know, we, we have inst- we have anything we want is at our fingertips. You know, we can, we can have, I, I can order shoes off Amazon right now and have them on my doorstep tomorrow, maybe. Tomorrow properly. At least, at least in two days. That's pretty quick. So we, we, we have everything we want it when we want it. And so what do you think that's doing to our patients? Or what, what are we doing when we're, on, when we're on like TikTok, apps like TikTok or social media where we just, every, every swipe is just to hit a dopamine, you know, and, and it's like, like that. And then when it's gone, what happens? You know, that it, it, our patience is being, is being killed, you know, by the world around us. So patience is something that takes, that takes discipline. You know, we have to grow in patience. just like we would grow in our faith, just like we would grow in our prayer life. Patience takes, it's not just going to magically get better. It's something that we have to be disciplined and growing, that we have to be committed to. And that's something we should be committed to, like Paul is saying here. Practice patience. Practice gentleness. You know, when instructing or teaching, while, when directing others. And why? You know, why, why do we do this? Why, why do we need to have patience? Why do we need to be gentle with other people? You know, you know why, why do we need to have this? Well, he says because, you know, per, why? Because perhaps God will grant them repentance. Leading them to the knowledge of the truth, 
Then they may come to their senses and escape the trap of the devil who is taking them captive to do his will. So by acting godly, by acting patient, by acting gentle, when, and, and, you know, by acting godly in the way that you interact with somebody that you don't agree with, they, they may see your reaction and say, hey, why are you being so gentle? Why are you being so patient with me? And that's going to lead to a gospel invitation. That's going to lead to a gospel conversation. You know, how awesome would that be through, through a, a conversation with somebody that you don't agree with? By the end of it, they have a new life in Christ. How awesome is that? Instead of making somebody angry and resentful, you know, make them question your attitude and, and seek God in the process. I think that's what we should be striving to do with people that we don't agree with. Because at the end of the day, we have to remember our purpose. You know, our purpose isn't just to be a moral compass, by the way. That's not, that's not what our purpose is. You know, our, our purpose is not just to be a, like a professional arguer for God or, or just a good person. Our purpose is to, help, is to help seek and save the lost. That's our purpose. To spread the life-saving truth of the gospel first and foremost. That's our purpose. Now, I'm not, just, I'm not saying that... You know, uh, being a good person is bad or being a moral compass is, is bad. But we're called to be so much more than that. So much more. You know, but, but uh, to do that, it requires our life to be in line with God. You know, that's why Paul here, he's reminding Timothy, run away from evil desires and instead run to the things that are righteous. Run to the godly things like love, faith, and peace. You know, that may mean you need to stay away from certain people. That, that may mean you need to change your whole circle of friends. Let's look at, uh, let's look at, at chapter 3 now, starting with verse 1. Uh, 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1. It says, But know this, hard times will come in the last days, for people will be lovers of self, lovers of money, boasting, proud, demeaning, disobedient to parents, ungrateful, unholy, unloving, irreconcilable, slanderers, without self-control, brutal, without love for what is good, traitors, reckless, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, holding to the form of God, godliness but denying its power. Avoid these people, for among them are those who warm their way into households and deceive gullible women overwhelmed by sins and led astray by a variety of passions, always learning and never able to come to a knowledge of the truth. Just as Janus and Jambres resisted Moses, so they also resist the truth. They are men who are corrupt in mind and worthless in regard to the faith, but they will not make further progress, for their foolishness will be clear to all, as was the foolishness of Jan Janus and Jambres. And so we see today the characteristics that Paul speaks of here. You know, there, there are people who need, who need Jesus and need to hear the gospel and respond to it, you know, there, there's a need for the church to stand up and to open their mouths and proclaim the truth, you know, that, they, that they're in need to repent and to turn their life and, and, turn, and, turn, uh, and turn to Jesus. But, but it has to be done from a place of love, you know, and from a heart that, it, that, is, that is living for God. You know, we, we are built up for the sake of making disciples, of going out and making disciples, but we have to be a disciple to make disciples or else, 
you know, we can be swayed into these false ideologies, false truth. And so there's a need to stay away from these things. These people, says, Paul says, avoid these people. You know, I want to, real quick, I just want to share the, the paraphrase, the, the message translation of the Bible. It's kind of, it's not really a translation as it is more, of it, it, it takes the Bible and it kind of makes it, I don't know, it paraphrases it. And so uh, I want to, I just want to read the, the, this verse uh, as, as they, as they paraphrase it. I just kind of like it. I kind of like it. Uh, I kind of like the way that they paraphrase it here, but it's, it says, don't be naive. There are difficult times ahead. As the end approaches, people are going to be self-absorbed, money-hungry, self-promoting, stuck-up, profane, contemptuous of parents, crude, coarse, dog-eat-dog, unbending, slanderers, impulsively wild, savage, cynical, treacherous, ruthless, bloated, windbags, addicted to lust, and allergic to God. That's what I liked. They'll make a show of religion, but behind the scenes, they're animals. Stay clear of these people. He says, these are the kind of people who smooth talk themselves into the homes of unstable and needy women and take advantage of them. Women who, depressed by their sinfulness, take up with every new religious fad that calls itself truth. They get exploited every time and never really learn. These men are like those old Egyptian frauds, Janus and Jambres, who challenged Moses. They were rejects from the faith, twisted in their thinking, defying truth itself, but nothing will come of these latest imposters. Everyone will see through them, just as people saw through that Egyptian hoax. And so the, so the, uh, he's talking about people that, that are living their whole life as a show, as a hoax. You know, they live these two separate lives, and Paul is telling Timothy, hey, watch out for those people. You know, watch out for those who say that they love God, but they still live in sin. They still tolerate others' sinful lives. Remember, knowing about God isn't the same as knowing him. And that same warning applies to us today. Watch out for those people who, who try to lead you in, in a path of sin. You know, they may have knowledge of God. They may know all the right things, but the relationship's not there. And hey, that may be some of your friends today. I know growing up, that could describe my friend group. You know, the group of friends that, that I was in, we all went to church together. You know, you know that's, that's, where, that's where we met, really. But today, you know, I can't think of any of them that are in church today. And Paul, he's urging, he's urging a young Timothy here to stay away from people like this. You know, because, because the thing is, as believers, as Christians, we, we know, you know better. We know better. And Paul, Paul says to continue in verse 10, it says, But you have followed my teaching, conduct, purpose, faith, patience, love, and endurance, along with the persecutions and sufferings that came to me in Antioch, Iconium, and Lystra, what persecutions I endured, and yet the Lord rescued me from them all. In fact, all who want to live a godly life in Jesus Christ will be persecuted. Evil, evil people and imposters will become worse, deceiving and being deceived. But as for you, continue in what you have learned and firmly believed. You know those who taught you, and you know that from infancy you have known the sacred scriptures, which are able to give you wisdom for, for salvation through faith in Christ. All scripture is inspired by God and it's profitable for teaching, for rebuking, for correcting, for training in righteousness, for righteousness. So, so we as followers of Jesus, you know, we, we have a need to live in a way that ultimately glorifies God. And, and we know, we know how, how that is. We, you know, we know how we should be living, but we just got to do it. You know, we, we've actually got to put this knowledge into practice and in the process rely on the Holy Spirit because it is hard to do by yourself. 
It is impossible to do by yourself. That's why the church is so important. That's why it's so important to be plugged into believers. It's so important to be plugged into the word of God. You know, live and dwell in the word of God. You know, and I challenged the seniors Sunday with this. And now, and now this is what I challenge you with as well. You know, to live a life that glorifies God, to walk in the truth of God's word. You know, ready to share the gospel with anybody and everybody. And that's exactly what Paul challenges Timothy with. Uh, chapter 4, verses 1 through 2, he says, I solemnly charge you before God in Christ Jesus, who is going to judge the living and the dead. And because of his appearing and his kingdom, preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Correct, rebuke, and encourage with great patience. There's patience again and teaching. So brothers and sisters, church, we are called to be more than moral compasses. So much more. We are called to be a light in the darkness. You know, so, so flee from evil desires and instead run to the, the godly things, run to the righteous things, be kind, be patient, stay away from people who choose to live in sin, even if they call you their friends. Stay away, have nothing to do with them. If they want to know why you stopped hanging out with them, tell them about Jesus. Don't let other people's sinful ways cause you to sin. You know the right way to live. You've been taught by parents. You've been taught by youth pastors, camp counselors, senior pastors, the ways that you need to live. So with all these things in mind, you know, don't just settle for being a moral compass. And that's, you know, I always, once again, I always ask my Q&A people, hey, what is some advice that you would give to your younger self? That's my advice for me. If I could go back and tell my younger self something, don't settle for being just a moral compass. Point others to Jesus. That's exactly what I would tell him. So I'm telling you that because you're my younger self now. Correct. So don't settle for being just a moral compass. You know, don't settle, you know, with pointing others to morally right ways, but point others to a better way of life, to a God that loves them and cares for them. Point them to the word of God. And I challenge you with the same charge that Paul gave Timothy. Preach the word, be prepared in and out of season, correct, rebuke, and encourage with great patience and careful instruction. Y'all pray with me. Father, we thank you so much for tonight. God, I thank you for, for your word and just the encouragement that it is. And I thank you for the words of Paul, you know, even, even in prison, even in, in, one, of the, in the, one of the darkest moments of his life, just his words of, uh, you know, just echo hope. Because his hope wasn't in his circumstances. His hope was in you. And so, Father, help us glean hope and, 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 and instruction from, from Paul's message to a young Timothy. Help us uh, also answer that same, that same call, that same challenge that Paul gave him. To be ready to preach, to go out and, and to share you no matter what. To flee from, from evil desires and run to you. Run to the, the, the things of, of you instead of, instead of the things of this world. And so, God, I, I pray that we can do that, that we can leave here knowing what we need to do. But, God, I do pray. I pray for these uh, small groups that, um, that are about to happen. I pray, Father, for, for honest conversation to happen. God, we love you. We thank you. I pray for this group, God. I pray for them constantly and daily that, that they can be um, built up in you, that they can be strengthened by your spirit, that they know that they can rely on you daily. 
to be the men and women that, that you call them to be. But God, be with us now as we go into a time of, of reflection and, and discussion. We love you. We thank you. In your name we pray. Amen. All right, you're dismissed. Thanks so much for taking your time to join us. Um, you know, I hope now you understand what it means when, when I say being, you know, we're, we're to be more than just a, a moral compass, you know. Our lives aren't just merely um, needed to be lived to simply point others to a, a morally right way of, of living, but m- more than that, you know, our lives are meant to be lived to point others to Jesus. You know, we're, we're to be, a, our lives are to be a light in this in this dark world and so it's so much more than being just a moral compass so i hope you 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 walk away from this knowing that and i hope this is this has encouraged you because i know you know just preparing this this message and, and reading through the scripture in preparation for this message has encouraged me and so uh, i would love to hear if this message has encouraged you make sure you you, you comment um wherever you listen to us at make sure you take some time to to just let us know that you enjoy our podcast and listening and, um, you know, and I, I really do really, truly hope that you can take, take this away and, um, and live it out. That's always my prayer, but thanks so much for taking your time. And Hey, I guess, you know what? You're dismissed.